So I just want to introduce Jen Thompson. She is a occupational therapist, and many of you, since we announced this topic last month, have been wondering what an occupational therapist does. So Jen's going to talk about that, and she's going to talk about all kinds of little goodies and tricks, right? Tricks of the trade. Are you on? So hello everyone, I'm Jennifer. <laughs> nice to meet you all. I've been working as an occupational therapist for about six years. Uh, I typically work one-on-one -on -one with people uh, and I don't present to such large groups. So you'll have to bear with me today. It's something new for me. Uh, so today, as Andy said, I'll just be talking about ways to help you age safely and comfortably in your home, which will be uh, some tips and tricks as well as a lot of adaptive aids. The, the list of things you can do to, to help yourself be safe and comfortable in your home is endless. Uh, there's a million different strategies, there's a million different adaptive aids. So really today I'm just kind of hitting the, the tip of the iceberg here. As well, a lot of the information I review today uh, probably won't feel maybe applicable to you just yet. So I just want to give you some information to take home and think about. Some of the information may be applicable for loved ones right now, such as parents or other family members. So just keep that in mind. Um, there's going to be some time for questions after if you have any questions. So please save them if you have them, okay? Um, slide. Okay. okay, so I'll talk a little bit about what occupational therapy is first, because honestly, not a lot of people know what I do. I don't think my parents know what I do. <laughs> um, so occupational therapists essentially help clients get back to what they, they need to do and what they want to do. In other words, they're meaningful occupations in their life, hence where the name comes from. So we work in a variety of settings, uh, schools, hospitals, long-term care homes, workplaces, other places in the community. And we work with, with clients across the lifespan, so newborns to very end of life care. Uh, so we provide knowledge and expertise in aging and uh, disability issues. And we ensure clients are safe and functioning in their home uh, environments as well as other environments that they live in as well. Uh, and we often do complete home safety assessments, which makes us an expert in this topic. And slide. So, Today, a lot of the strategies are going to talk about fall, reducing falls risk um, because falls become more common as we age in our home. In fact, falls are the leading cause of injury among adults uh, 65 and over, and 50% of falls uh, causing hospitalization actually happen at home. So we're going to go through, we're going to start with going through some of the different rooms in the home that falls are common and we'll talk about those strategies and adaptive aids. Slide. So the bathroom. Um, so a lot of the aids listed above there are, we're going to talk about on the next slide, uh, but I just want to draw some attention to the comfort height toilet. So a lot of people for various reasons have difficulty getting on and off the toilet as they, as they age. One simple fix to that is if you're due for a new toilet, get a comfort height toilet. It's just a few inches higher than a regular toilet. It looks the exact same and they're a lot easier to get on and off of. Um, a couple things to note with uh, using the bathroom as well. Sometimes as people age, they have a difficulty, you know, performing their personal care after they've gone to the bathroom. So there are some adaptive aids available for that as well. One simple one you can install on your toilet is a bidet, which culturally some people already have those in their homes, but that's that little tool that can kind of shoot water up at you and dry your bum after going to the bathroom. And also a long handle toileting aid if you have a hard time reaching behind you. Okay, next. Perfect. Okay, so here are just some adaptive tools that can help uh, you or a loved one getting on and off a toilet. So I will go through a couple of them. You'll see two variations of grab bars there, uh, one in the top middle and then on the bottom right corner. So the one on the bottom right corner is just kind of that standard one you often see next to a toilet. But the one that's in the middle uh, up at the top is a bit more fancier, so that one can actually be pushed to the side um, or pushed next to the toilet when needed. Um, it's also great if you don't have a wall next to your toilet. 
Um, the top left there is just toilet seat arms. So maybe you have a toilet height that's comfortable for you to get on and off of, and you're just needing that little extra support. So those are just arms that can screw onto the back of the toilet, and they will work with most toilets as well. Um, the bottom left is a raised toilet seat. I'm sure some of you have seen a raised toilet seat before. They make them in, in various heights. They make them with handles, without handles, for elongated toilets, for round toilet bowls. You can usually find one for your toilet. Um, and then the, the bottom middle there is a commode. So commodes can be great actually because you can adjust the height and they have the, the armrest as well to use. So those can actually be put over your toilet and adjusted to the appropriate height. But if for whatever reason you can't get into the, the bathroom, like if you've had a recent surgery or something that you just can't get into that space, um, or you can't get to the bathroom in time, right? These can actually be set up on their own as well. They don't need to be over a toilet. It's something really common that a lot of people will, will get after surgery. And then lastly, in that, that top right hand corner, it's just something called a, a transfer pole. Has anyone seen one of those before? Raise of hands, some, some heads nodding back and forth, yeah. Um, so they're tension adjustable, so they don't actually damage the ceiling and they don't need like a sidewall to attach into. So it's essentially like kind of like a floating grab bar almost. So you can put them next to the toilet. A lot of people like putting them next to the toilet and the tub. So it has a dual effect. You can use it to get on and off the toilet and you can use it helping you to get in and out of the tub. They're also great next to beds as well. Slides. So another tricky area in the bathroom is the shower and the tub. And a lot of falls do actually happen in the shower and tub region. So um, a few adaptive aids uh, listed here is just grab bars. So you can put grab bars, basically anything in the shower if the walls were allowed. Generally, you want a bar kind of at the entrance getting in and one on a diagonal on the far wall is generally what I recommend. Tub rails, uh, which is just pictured at the top there, can be a great tool if you can't install grab bars in your shower for whatever reason. For example, if you live in a rental unit. So they just fasten on and you can use it with stepping in and out. Um, we already talked about transfer poles. A tub transfer bench is just that bench probably many of you have seen before that has the two legs out of the tub and then the two legs in. So you can just kind of sit on it, swing your legs over and shimmy in with actually, without actually having to step into the tub. Bath chair, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, a bath lift chair is something that's helpful for people that really enjoy their baths and they don't want to compromise by sitting on a bath chair and having a shower. So this, this cool tool here, you sit on it, it actually goes over the ledge of the tub so you can sit and swing your legs over and then it can actually drop you down so that you can have your bath without having to kind of kneel and get down. <laughs> so that can be really helpful for people that enjoy those baths or people that have chronic pain, right? And they, they like to soak in the warm water with the Epsom salt. It can be a, a really great tool. And then lastly there, just on the slide, I just made a note about having a non-slip mat and, or non-adhesive strips in the bottom of the tub. I myself have had a fall in the tub it's not fun. <laughs> so just making sure you have something on the bottom there so that you're not slipping and sliding. So question to you guys. Uh, these are suction on grab bars. Does anyone have them and what are your thoughts on them? Does anyone want to share? How about you, Andy? What are your thoughts? I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> But thanks. Oh, here we have oh, a sec. Yes, okay, yes. just a minute. Uh, microphone. We have one, and what's nice about it is if we travel, we can take it with us. Yes, yeah. So I guess that is a, a positive of having the, the suction on grab bars. I do generally caution against them uh, just because they, they're suction, so they don't remain, their, they don't keep their suction. You have to keep um, making sure they're secure. And oftentimes they can be a good gentle support if you just need that little bit of support with stepping in or that little bit of support in the tub. But if you were to slip and hold on to one, they don't maintain their suction very well. So just being mindful and careful when you are using yours. 
I, I think that's great that you have it to bring with you on vacation, though. That's really smart. You would have to make sure your walls are really clean. That's, yes. That improves yes. the suction. I have actually, in my six years, I've seen two, the suction on grab bars come off twice in an assessment. So it's just something to be mindful of um, and aware of if you do put them in place. Slide. Just a minute. Who is it? attached to my wall. I use it for the shower to stabilize. Is it installed in? Yes. Yes. So yes. those are great. Yeah. Those are great. I usually recommend those um, over just the suction on style. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you have one like actually installed into your wall and it falls out, I think you got some bigger issues with your shower region. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You feel more confident. Yeah. Great. Um, so another thing to consider if you are planning on aging in your home or where you are now is, you know, doing some renovations to the bathroom to make it more accessible. So a couple we just have listed on here um, is just the simple tub cutout. I'm sure lots of you have seen the advertisements on TV for those where you just cut it out so it's easier to step in and out. Uh, we have a, a walk. This is a very fancy walk-in shower. It's actually a roll-in shower, so there's no lip. Um, so it's very easy to get in and out, and there's a built-in bench, lots of grab bars there, and a handheld shower head. So that one looks excellent. And then the, the one here some of you may not have seen before on the, the right is just a, a universal tub. So it's just like a giant tub. You can step in, but there's also a seat in there for, for the user. So if you are thinking of renovating your bathroom and making it more accessible either now or in the future, I would just say make sure your contractor knows what they're doing with accessible renovations and that they've done it before. Uh, a couple I can recommend is Pro Accessibility. They do renovations throughout the, the GTA. Another is AGTA, so A-G-T-A. They also do home renovations as well. I'm sure there's dozens of others, <laughs> but those are just two of the kind of bigger companies that I've worked with before and my coworkers have worked with before. If you are having something that you maybe, or, yeah. One thing that people that live in apartments need to know is you need to, before you get any of the equipment she's talking about, check to make sure you can have them in your apartment. Yes, that is 100% correct. some places correct. will not allow this. Yes. So that is 100% correct. For grab bars, you need to ask. Actually, if you ask them about the grab bars, they actually might install them for you and pay for them, which is an added bonus. <laughs> <laughs> but you're 100% you're correct. If you live in an apartment, you need to be asking for sure. So back to, like, just reflecting back on the slide um, with the, the, tub, the tub and shower aids, uh, the clamp on tub rail is an excellent um, tool to be used if you are in an apartment and they won't let you install grab bars. My brother was looking into a walk-in bathtub and he owns his home and one of the contractors told him it wasn't a good idea because it wasn't good for resale. Okay. So yeah, that is something to consider. Um, but one thing I've told clients in the past who are living in, in maybe older homes is a lot of people that are buying older homes right now are doing big renovations anyways, um, at least currently in the market. So and if you're planning on living in your home, you want it to be livable, you want it to be safe. So it's just one of those things, you know, if you are considering doing this, weighing out the costs and benefits. Um, because, of course, if you have a newer home, you, you install something to be accessible, it's important to be aware that the, the people that are interested in buying the house may not like those accessibility features that have been added. Yeah. Uh, another thing, oh, another thing I was just going to say is if you are getting something like a universal tub uh, from Home Depot, they often can actually link you with a pro on their website, someone that's able to safely install it for you. Slide. Okay. So on this page, it just says, you know, a bunch of different adaptive aids that can be helped kind of with getting in and out of bed. Most of them are on the next sheet, so maybe we'll just flip forward to the next slide. Okay. 
So I'll talk through these and let me know if you have any questions, okay? So the top left is just called a ladder assist. So it can be helpful for people that have a hard time sitting up in bed, either to get up out of bed or just while they're in bed. So it fasts onto the, the bottom of the bed and it just is like rungs climbing up a ladder, but with your upper body. On the, the bottom right is just a foot strap. So a lot of people that I see in the home, uh, they just have a hard time just swinging their feet into the bed. Uh, so using just a foot strap like that can be helpful. Uh, pro tip, a dog leash also works. If you can just stick it around like the, the loop that you would hold onto, it works just as well. And you don't have to buy any fancy adaptive aid. I've also had clients use a long house robe um, tie as well to do it. Um, the top uh, right there is an adjustable bed frame. So once again, if you are looking to get a new bed, um, it may be something worth considering because um, not only does it make it easier to get in and out of bed if the, the head of your bed is elevated, but it could also help you to be more comfortable if you're experiencing a lot of pain at night. With the adjustable bed frames, uh, most mattresses will work with them, so you don't necessarily need to replace your mattress. Obviously, it's a bit more of an expensive option compared to some of the others on the, the screen, but if you are you know, looking long-term to create more comfort and more ease getting out of bed, that could be an option. Um, the middle there is the bed rail, so a lot of people have seen those. It's just like a grab bar attached to your bed to get in and out. Um, and then in the bottom left corner is just a stool with uh, rubberized legs and a handle if you're having a hard time getting into your bed. So a couple of things just to note with the bed rail and the stool is safety risks with these types of aids. So if you're looking at getting a, a, um, a bed rail in place for a loved one, um, I would just make sure there's no like no confusion or cognition issues during the night. Um, in very rare cases, there's been instances of people trying to climb over them or climb through them in the middle of the night if they, they do experience cognition at that time of day or, or in the night. So just being mindful of that with that option, a good alternative would once again be that, that transfer pole that we talked about in the bathroom slide. Um, with the stool, you just want to make sure you have enough balance to be safely using that tool, uh, which is why I always recommend with one with a handle. One thing that's not mentioned on here, um, if your bed's too high, you can get smaller box springs to lower the height of the bed as well. So something just to consider. Yes? So what it, it, it slides under and it has a strap that fastens it to the bed. So it, it's like a U and then it has two long um, extensions of the, the metal part that extend under the bed and then there's a strap to fasten it to well, the where frame. Where does the strap go? Go like, how does the strap up underneath? You can fasten it to the, either the bed frame or the box spring, or sorry, the bed stand or the, or the box spring. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also have, with an adjustable bed before, uh, fastened it onto the mattress, mattress itself, which is another option if you have that type of bed frame. So that, that bed frame rail looks like, is it adjustable? Like there's, looks like there's um, black halfway down. Is that like an adjustment for that rail? This one's not adjustable. Truthfully, I have actually not seen an adjustable height one. I'm, I'm sure it exists out there, but no, this one's not. So how about how high is that about up? Ooh, probably about three feet. No, 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 Not no. Not that big. Um, it fits most mattresses. If someone has a really high, high mattress, like the actual mattress is thick, sometimes this doesn't work, and you need to go with the transfer pole. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like thank I have you. definitely ran into that with people that have that really thick plush mattress. Okay, thank you. Yeah, but, but again, with the transfer pole, it is tension adjustable. And I believe the weight capacity is up to 300 pounds. So you can have that next to the bed, and they have ones that have a bar that come out to help with getting Okay, with getting thank up, you. If that helps. Okay, slide. Hi. I was wondering, oh. um, with the, the 
the thing that that you put on on under the bed, the the, bed the middle one. Yeah, I was wondering, um, do do you have any problems with the, uh, you know, with the, the the end going into the mattress, like damaging it? Yeah, I have not come across that yet with it damaging the mattress. Well, I I flipped the mattress. I think that would help, but. I yeah, wondered. yeah, like creating dents in it. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I haven't come across that issue yet. Um, yeah, I, I haven't had that yet. I, I'm not saying it's never happened before, but I, yeah, I've never had someone comment on that to me. Oh, when that's I'm, good to know. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Okay, slide. <laughs> so the next slide is just talking about some just general safety tips in the, in the bedroom space. So just uh, making sure pathways are clear, there's no clutter, that could be a trip hazard. Um, having an armchair in the bedroom is also a great idea. Um, you'd be surprised how many clients I've had that have actually fallen while trying to change standing up. The, arm, the armchair also adds that extra support compared to sitting on the bed where you have the armrest to help you with, with going from sitting to standing. And then just having night lights um, on the way to the bathroom. Um, you can get the sensor ones, so when you get up, they, they turn on. You don't have to worry about the light bothering you throughout the night. Of course, as we age, we tend to have to go to the bathroom more throughout the night. Uh, so it's an important thing to think about. Slide. Okay. So living room wise, does anyone have like scattered rugs in their living room or other spaces by a show of hands? Oh, you guys are great. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just going to say I, in a lot of homes, I see the scatter rugs or the area rugs, uh, which sometimes can present as a bit of a falls hazard. Um, if they get bunched up or if they slide or a corner lifts up. Um, so it's important to, you know, really consider, you know, do I need these area rugs? If I do, is there a way that I can secure it with double side tape or something else? Um, as people age, sometimes getting off the couch or off their chair in the living room can become increasingly more difficult. So I've put, I've put some strategies or adaptive aids here up on the screen. Uh, the one is the couch cane there, which just slides under the couch leg, and it's just like a grab bar next to the, uh, the couch or an armchair. And then the guy on the bottom left there, he has another variation of that, uh, which is just called a stand assist. And it's just got the, um, the almost like grab bars on both sides of him to help him stand. Uh, another tool that I'm sure lots of you have seen before is the... Uh, uh, sit to stand chairs so they're like a regular recliner except for they can take you to a fully laying back portion or position and then they can also help bring you to standing as well some other things to just consider with the living room space is ensuring no cords are present as a trip hazard if there are cords and they need to be there maybe consider taping them down and ensuring the space is well lit um, at night especially and that there's no clutter lying around. Okay. So stairs um, can become increasingly harder um, as we age as well. A simple fix is, you know, if there's no railing, just putting a railing. Um, or if there's one railing, you need a little bit of extra support, just putting a second railing in place. Uh, it is a relatively affordable fix to make as well. If you're planning on aging in your home, um, it might be worth considering getting a stair lift if you're having increasing difficulty getting up those stairs. It's gonna be a little bit more costly, but it can you know, help you to remain in your home for years to come if it's needed. It is important uh, to be thinking into the future, um, thinking if there's a time, maybe temporarily or permanently, where you might not be able to use the stairs. So the, the stair glide is an excellent option, but also maybe like speaking with your spouse or your loved ones that you live with about maybe a plan. Can a, um, a room on the main floor be made into a bedroom if it needs to be? Um, 
if you are looking at renovations, considering things such as, you know, what level is the laundry on? Is it in the basement? If you are making renovations, does it make sense to put it on the main floor? So just considering some of those things um, and, and what you might want to do in the future if you are planning on staying in your home. Slide. Oh no. <laughs> It looks like uh, my, uh, my one ramp got in the way of the uh, title there. Uh, Andy, did you move the title to the middle? Okay. It's not like that on my slide in front of me. We just tried to ramp it right up. <laughs> All right. So although you can't see it, you may be able to tell by the photos what we're talking about. We're just talking about entranceways here. Um, so again, Simple fix you can do is just adding uh, railings by your, your entranceway. By show of hands, who here does have railings by their entranceway to get in and out of the house? Yeah, yeah, I do as well. Um, so that can be a really simple fix. Um, sometimes ramps are needed, uh, especially if you're using any type of mobility device. So we've got a few different ones listed here. So we've got the top one there is just a threshold ramp. Really when there's just that small step. Uh, there's a portable ramp listed in the, um, the bottom left corner there, that image. Uh, generally those, you can find them up to 12 feet long. And then uh, a module ramp, which is those longer ramps you see um, in front of people's homes or in front of, of buildings. Something uh, just to consider with ramps um, is as per code, they generally, for every inch of height to get in your entrance, you want a foot length in, in ramp. So I have a lot of clients will say, oh, like maybe they're coming home from hospital and they'll say, well, we just need a ramp in place temporarily. But it's about 20 to 25 inches of height from the ground to their front door to get in with the steps. So really something like a portable ramp wouldn't work in that scenario. Um, other things to consider with your entranceway is, is it a non-slip surface? Um, if it does get slippery in the, in the winter, do you have salt available to salt it before you go out? Is it well lit at night? Um, do you have lights that are kind of leading you out to the front driveway in case you need to go out? Slide. Now, Andy wanted me to talk a little bit about car transfers. Um, I think because he has a hard time getting in and out of his car. <laughs> Um, so there's lots of different options, once again, to make it easier to get in and out of your car. A couple uh, simple tools there, as you see the car caddy, which that lady has, it just straps onto the frame, um, the window frame of the car, and it's just like a handle for her. The other one, which is really great, um, which I know uh, Andy is fond of, because um, uh, his mother used one when she was uh, aging, is the handy bar. Um, so it's just a tool that sticks into the, the, the frame of the car, like that little, I don't even know what it's called, that little, yes, the latch. <laughs> so it fastens in there and it, it acts as kind of, once again, a, a grabber to help you push yourself to standing. Some other tools um, or strategies rather is if you have a hard time swiveling into your car, just put a plastic bag on the seat. It makes it slippery and a lot easier to slide in. If you are the passenger and your driver does have a really high vehicle, have them park near a curb to help reduce some of that height. Again, that um, stool with the handle can also be a good tool to get into those higher vehicles as well. I guess we couldn't use uh, grocery bags anymore because they, they don't give them out. So Touché. it could be illegal to use a plastic bag in the future. Well, maybe a little mini, uh, mini garbage bag then before those get banned. Or a doggy do bag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, that would probably work. <laughs> um, all right, slide. So I wanted to talk a little bit about falls alert technology today. Um, if, you've, if you or a loved one has had lots of falls in the past in the home or live alone, it might be worth considering. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of strategies and adaptive aids to, that we've discussed today that can decrease the risk of your falls. However, they're not bulletproof. Sometimes falls do happen. 
Um, so they make lots of different styles of these fall alert technologies. You have the necklace style, the bracelet. A lot of higher end model um, smartwatches also have the falls alert technology, such as Apple, Garmin, Fitbit, and the, the higher end models, uh, which can be a great option if you're looking for something that's multi-purpose or a little bit more discreet as well. These, these different providers also offer lots of different types of services depending on the provider. They have ones that, you know, they'll, they'll speak to you first through the system to see if you're okay before calling for help, which some people prefer. Um, also, another important thing to note is back, you know, 15 years or so, uh, the Falls Alert technology only worked in your home. Now a lot of them have GPS technology in them. So if you're someone that likes to go out walking all the time or you're busy and you're out in the community by yourself, um, with the newer technology, they can detect falls in the community. So if you need help, so you don't need to um, cut back on that daily walk if you don't want to. Okay. And then I've just put some, some common companies on the, on the, the slide there. Yes, Andy. Jen, if uh, somebody is living alone and they have this fall technology and they're in their home, Mm -hmm. Obviously, the doors are locked. They fall. It triggers the system. Yeah. Uh, should they be worried about somebody breaking the door down when, to get to them? It's well, an emergency can, service. What do they do? You can just have a lockbox. And, and once again, they don't need to be the big honking ones. You can get more discreet ones as well. And then if you had a service like Lifeline, I'll use them as an example, they would have the instructions that they needed to get in where the lockbox is, what the code is. So once again, it can be very discreet if you want it to be. So, so you would leave a key in the lockbox? Yes. And so you may, if you live in a condo or an apartment building, well, a condo, you may have to have a, a, a key box to get into the condo facility and then yep. a key box to get into your unit. Yes. Right, okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's, it's, I'd say it's probably the most common one. So that's an, a lot of people have that service. It's the necklace or the bracelet. And then they have, they usually set you up with a system in your home with it. If you do fall, they'll, um, speak to you on that system. So a lot of these are very similar to each other. The first four, and then the last one with the Apple watch, the Garmin and the Fitbit, those are the higher and smartwatches where it's just on your on your watch. Okay. Oh, yes, sorry. Are you happy with them? Okay. <laughs> They did a lot of testing, which I didn't like, but oh, that's what they have to do. Yeah. Um, I fell in my home near my apartment January of last year, and I yelled and I screamed and I did everything possible to get somebody's attention. I don't know why, but nobody heard me. I was on the floor for 24 hours. It's very frightening. Oh, dear. You would not want to do it. I don't have it on because it only works in the apartment building. That's the one thing I don't like about it. And as far as getting in to the apartment, I wondered how are they going to do that if I'm on the floor and I can't get up to let the most, I'm not sure if all, if you live in an apartment or have a, your condo probably has a superintendent too, they have a key to let the emergency people in your apartment. I had no problem a couple weeks ago when I can't, could not move my leg at all to even get to the door. And they let them in just like that. We got my knee working again. They told me I needed a knee replacement in it, but I said, it happened nine years ago in that knee. I had a knee replacement. So knee replacements don't always work either. <laughs> but Sometimes I keep thinking I'm going to give up Lifeline and then something happens that says pay the extra $50 a month. It's worth it. Good. Yeah. And oh, where'd the slide go? <laughs> I was going to say, I, truthfully, I can't remember if Lifeline is one of the ones that has the GPS technology in, for the, in the community, but it's worth asking them. 
I'm fairly certain Galaxy Medical is one that does. Um, so it's worth, you know, asking Lifeline if they don't have it, if you're near the end of your contract with them, maybe looking to one that does if you want that safety net in the community. But I'm glad it's been helpful for you in the home. Well, I figure if I'm in a group like this, I don't need a Lifeline. Somebody ought to see me fall on the floor. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> if you saw me fall on the floor, we're in big trouble. Yeah. Th that means you have to have an entourage all the time. <laughs> Could be. All right. But I know, like, for example, with my grandmother, when she, um, she's no longer with us, but when she was at the age where she was starting to fall a little bit more often, the technology wasn't there yet where um, they were able to detect falls out of the, the home. Uh, so she had to curb her walking a little bit outside. So it's nice that they have that feature in a lot of the, um, a lot of the brands now. Uh, another thing I forgot to mention with the falls, like it will detect if you fall. You don't necessarily have to press it as well. Are we good to switch slides? Let's see what I have on the next slide. Oh, okay. So slide. Is that okay? Yep, there we go, good. So question to the crowd here. Um, when do you think might be a good idea to consider a mobility aid? So mobility aid could be a cane, walker, so on and so forth. <laughs> Those darn kids. When your kids tell you. <laughs> that's about right. But that's actually, that's actually really um, a good idea because the people that are around you notice if your balance is off. They notice if you're tripping. They notice if you're getting tired when you're walking with them. So they can be really good. Um, intel. Um, it may help you to be able to keep up with them and be able to do more with them. So I'll just, this one's an action slide. Does anyone else have a comment to make? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we? I have a nerve problem in my leg. Yeah. And so when we go out and we go for a walk, especially if it's in the forest, so we always have the Nordic sticks and they're very helpful. Yes, they are good. Yeah, the Nordic sticks can be really good uh, for people that are quite mobile. They just need that touch extra bit of support. It can be really good for people that are super active too. They also do make, I don't have it on the upcoming slide, but they do have the urban poles as well, which are very similar to the Nordic ones. They're just more designed for things like pavement and um, sidewalks. Yes? We used to go to... Um, just a sec. Oh. We used to go to... Uh, balance program at the Y because both my husband and I had a problem with balance. When COVID hit, they stopped all those programs, of course, and they have started everything else except those. How do we persuade them to get those going again? Because they were awesome. It really helped both of us, and we can certainly tell the difference now that we're not going. So how can you persuade them to get the balance program back in? And sorry, who was it run by? The why. The why? I don't know. Um, maybe speaking to management there? Like, okay. I don't know if speaking to a local PM or MP would I be I mean, uh, your local counselor might be able to help. Yeah. Those programs are helpful, though. I agree with you. Where do you get these Nordic? The, the Nordic ones? Yeah. Uh, you can get them online. Um, I would maybe just speak with a physio or a family doctor before getting them in place, just because they, they offer very light support yeah. um, for walking. So if you need a little bit of extra support, you may want something else. Uh, but they can be purchased online. I'm pretty sure they can be purchased at Mac. Yes. Yeah, or sale. Uh, there are adjustable ones. We have adjustable ones, so they can fit in the, in the back of the car. And then when I take them out, I can adjust the height and, and uh, for walking. 
look at good grips, like you can have with, uh, with rubber or with, uh, with cork. And at the foot, there is usually a rubber foot for if you walk on pavement and if you go into the, onto the trails, you can take the rubber foot off and you have kind of a sharp point that, that dips into the dirt. So those are a few things to consider. But there's usually not a whole lot of you know, fancy stuff and so. So if you can get them from somebody or through KTT online, like uh, used ones, that works just as well. I, I, Jen, I'm just uh, wondering, you say about buying online. Um, I think sometimes we, we self-diagnose and then we, we buy something that may not be the right thing. So I'm, I'm just wondering if the best advice would be buy online, of course, but after you've had some professional yes. advice, what to buy. Yes, yeah. So if you're going into a physio, uh, we'll talk a little bit about OT assessments in a little bit or speaking with your family doctor just to make sure what you are getting is appropriate for you. Everybody's wondering where to buy these things and what's to do. Look on the stage right now. If you have an occupational therapist, they will help you get almost anything you need. And if they can't, they work their hardest to do it. I know I have a husband that's in long-term care. They got him in there faster than anybody I have ever known in my entire life. They said, oh, it'd take two or three years. It took him two days. Oh, that's great. Wow. You shouldn't tell that out. <laughs> Why not? It's a secret. <laughs> anyway, the occupational therapist, that's what, what you're there for, is to help people figure out where to do this and how to do it. Yeah, and we'll just uh, in the next slide and then a slide a little bit later, we'll talk a little bit about how to connect with getting certain uh, mobility aids as well as uh, you know, who to, who to go to for that. One more question over here, just a minute. I'm getting my exercise anyways. Yeah. I was just gonna say, um, I work at a mission thrift store and there's several thrift stores in the city and they have quite a variety sometimes, it depends on the day, but there's lots of mobility aids available there sometimes, so it's worth Great. checking. Yes, because another thing, um, that we haven't gotten to yet is mobility aids can also become expensive quickly, particularly if you're getting a couple pieces in place. So if you can get secondhand or government funding, which we'll talk about in just a moment, that usually does help a little bit. Okay, so I think with this slide, there's a couple clicks that need to be done to get through it. So I just have some, I think there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven points that should be listed. So maybe just go down Perfect. Oh, uh, uh. all right. So, just some of the um, some of the reasons you may want to start considering a mobility aid is if you experience frequent falls, uh, you become easily fatigued or exhausted, you get pain that's limiting you from getting out of the house or going for your walks or getting your exercise, uh, you get nervous uh, when there's bad weather, ice, snow, rain, wind. Um, you're noticing that you're having balance issues or dizziness. Um, you find yourself using furniture or walls to walk throughout your home, which is um, something I notice as kind of a red flag that someone may need some additional support. And then, of course, uh, you're just looking to increase your ind independence. A lot of uh, the people I work with, um, they're very hesitant to get a mobility aid in place because you know, they don't want to go out of their home, they don't want to be in their home and feel like they have a disability or they don't want to go out into the world and feel that others are perceiving them to have one. They always say like, if it's uh, enabling you to do more, right, it's really helping you to be more independent and do more um, rather than, you know, being a sign or stigma of, of having a disability or aging. Any questions? Okay. Next slide, please. Oh, my mobility got cut off here. It says mobility aids at the top. So I just, I have some common ones here. So another important thing to consider with mobility devices is what is the purpose of it? Is it for light support? Do you need more support? Is it for indoor? If it's for outdoor, what are you using it for outdoors? Is it for, you know, getting walks in with your family or are you gonna be doing grocery shopping with it? Um, think, is it something that you're using occasionally or are you using it all the time? Um, I, I think everyone's seen a cane <laughs> here, but I just put this cane up here because it has a little um, 
base at the bottom. So you can get bases for the bottom of your canes uh, that are, have better traction um, in, in bad weather. And they also help your cane to stay upright. So you don't have to worry about placing it against a wall and it falling down. It will stand upright on its own. Um, I have a, a couple walkers listed up here. So kind of the standard rollator walker, which has the, the wheels and the seat and the brakes. And then I have another uh, aluminum folding two-wheel walker that actually has some, some skis on the back to help it, it slide more easily. So just a couple safety considerations with walkers is you want to make sure that you have the mobility to use it. So with the rollator walkers, which are great in that top right corner, uh, they also do move fast. So you do need a little bit of balance to be using them and, and you do need to have some control when using them. If you are looking at getting a walker for a loved one, just making sure they have good cognition. Um, they're able to remember to put the brakes on. They're able to pay attention where they're going because they can move fast. And if the brakes aren't on it, they, they quickly become a, uh, a safety risk. Um, the the two-wheeled walkers can be great for using in the home if you are less mobile or if you do have, or a loved one has any cognitive issues where you're worried about them maybe being at risk using the, the quicker roller model at the top there. I have a wheelchair here listed as well. Um, so there's, there's countless different types of wheelchairs uh, that can be tailored to your needs. And then I have a scooter here as well, um, as a scooter can be a really good tool for, for people to have access to their community uh, to do their daily tasks. Another thing to be uh, mindful of with a scooter is just it is driving, it is a motorized vehicle, so making sure that you or the person using it is safe to do that, uh, just with mobility as well as um, having you know, the, the cognitive ability to do that as well. If you are looking for a mobility aid that you need in the home or you need to exit the home, uh, you may be eligible for the Assistive Devices Program in Ontario, which will cover 75% of the cost of a mobility aid. So that's walkers, wheelchairs, and scooters. However, it has to be used within your home or to exit your home. They will not fund things that are just for outdoor mobility. If you are looking to apply for that program, uh, various vendors in Hamilton can connect you uh, with an ADP authorizer. Um, Housers is one, and Motion, which used to be called Motion Specialties, is another one as well. You can also look up the Assisted Devices program online and go onto their site, and they can connect you with an ADP authorizer in your area as well. Okay. Yes. Is there a time limit between um, I have a, a, a walker and I want to get it? another one because it's getting old. Is there a time limit where they will allow you to, to have the 75% coverage? So is your current one uh, through the ADP program? Yeah. It's five years. Five years. I just want to make a comment on the walker up in the corner. Yes. I have a friend that has one similar to that but you just flip the yes, and it turns into a wheelchair, the yes. feet are on the bottom. Those are great. And it's very helpful. Thank you for bringing that up. So they're called, I think Ergo is the one that makes them, they're called the Ergo 2-in-1. And it's, it's like this, uh, it's a little bit bigger, but it's like the one in the top right corner. And then it, as she said, it just flips over and it becomes a, uh, a transport chair, which is the one with the two smaller wheels and then someone can push you on it which is really great if you're out in the community, you get tired, and you're with a family member. Yes? You see a lot of people walking around with walkers. You see a lot of people walking around with walkers, and they've got them some low, they're hunched over. Oh, a it's pet peeve of mine. <laughs> so you'd be almost standing upright. Yeah, so another good reason it's good to have like a, a physiotherapist or an occupational therapist set you up with a walker but if someone just gives you one, uh, a good rule of thumb is you want, when you ha your hands are on the walker, you want about a 30 degree angle in your arm here. If it's too low, uh, you're gonna be bent over, and if it's too high, it's gonna be putting strain on your shoulder. So with most, um, most walkers, they have uh, extra low 
low and standard height and then within those different heights they have different adjustabilities for the um, the height so you can unscrew the the I don't know if you can see it there the little knob on the side and make it higher or lower All right, I think we're good. Let's go to the next slide. <laughs> so um, does anyone, we're going to talk a little bit about personal care now. Um, does anyone want to share something they maybe do or use to make their personal care a bit easier for them? So there's literally, there's thousands adaptive aids to help with pretty much anything you might be having difficulty with. Um, you can probably just search online having difficulty with X, Y, or Z and, and adaptive aids will come up. So I've just put some, some common or cool ones on the screen here to discuss. So the one on the top left is a button hook. So if you have difficulty with hand dexterity, uh, or, or, or hand strength or, or you shake or tremor, uh, it can be helpful to get your buttons, uh, do your buttons up. And on the end of most button hooks, they also have just a little hook on the other end to help with um, zippers. Pro tip, if you have a hard time with your zippers, just put a little like, um, like the key ring on it or even an elastic so it's easier to grip and pull up. Um, on the bottom left there is a universal cuff, which once again is for someone that may have difficulty gripping. With the universal cuff, I have this person with a toothbrush using it, but you can put any utensil in there, like a fork, um, really anything that you would normally grip and hold. Um, a lot of my clients, uh, both women and men, say it's hard for them to dry their hair to hold the, the hair dryer up for really long, so I just put the, um, a hair dryer stand there as another cool tool. Uh, a lot of men I see also have a hard time using their standard razor, um, either because it's, it's small for them to grip or th they have a bit of a tremor. So sometimes just switching to an electric razor can make that easier. It, it's larger, um, it's heavier, so it can make it a bit easier. And then in that top uh, right picture there, I just have some other really common adaptive aids. So a long-handled shoehorn, um, a long-handled reacher, a dressing stick, a long-handled loofah or sponge, and then a sock aid if you're having a hard time getting your socks on on your own. Other important things to consider is just sitting when you're able with tasks. Even if your balance is okay, sitting can save a lot of energy as well. I know for myself, I sit doing all of my personal care in the morning just to save energy if I'm feeling a bit tired. Um, keeping things in easy to reach places. So making sure, you know, anything personal care related you need is kind of in between shoulder level and waist level for height. So thinking if there's things that you use in your, your dresser more often, having those in the higher uh, dresser drawers as an example. I think we're good. Okay, cooking. So most of us are cooking either um, just basic things or more elaborate meals for our family. Um, but cooking can take a lot of energy and it can become more difficult um, as we age. So I've just put a couple suggestions on the PowerPoint here. Um, try and simplify when possible if you're having a hard time cooking. So I might be using pre-cut ingredients, more simple recipes, or meal order kits such as like HelloFresh or I think Chef's Plate is another one, uh, which can just really simplify the task for you. Um, if you're having a hard time getting the oven, um, consider things that sit on the counter like a toaster oven or a um, slow cooker or an air fryer. Try to sit when possible. So sit when you're chopping, you know, sit when you're doing any task that um, that you might do standing, but, but can be done from a seated position. Spacing out the tasks throughout the day. So if you're cooking a big meal, like you can do some of it in the morning or the day before, such as the chopping. You can do some in the middle of the day, such as mixing some ingredients, and then you can do a little bit right before just to help space that out a little bit more. Uh, try cooking in bulk um, and freezing, so you have to cook less often. And then again, as I mentioned with personal care, just making sure everything in the kitchen that you use frequently is in an easy to reach 
spot as well if there's things that you usually use together such as the things to make your cup of coffee in the morning maybe thinking of storing those all in the same area to conserve some energy i just wanted to show you some adaptive aids that can be used for cooking once again there's a million different adaptive aids uh, in the bottom right there is just an anti-fatigue mat. So if you have pain while standing in your kitchen, it can be a good tool to put in front of the sink or any other areas that you're standing for a sustained period of time. Just make sure if you have mobility issues, uh, make sure it's not going to be a trip hazard because if the, the height is high, it might actually present as a trip hazard. If there's any visual issues in the household, having one that's a bright color so that they can easily see it or you can easily see it on the ground. Um, in the, the top left corner there, we have something called Dysum. Some of you may have seen it before. It's like a, it's like a sticky non-slip sorry, it's like a non-slip material. You can buy it in the roll or you can buy it in separate sheets. So anything you put on it won't slide and move. So if you, if you have one arm or shoulder that you can't really use to cook or stabilize a bowl, you can put the bowl on that and it won't move around on you. Um, it can also be used as a, a jar opener as well because it gives you that good grip. Uh, we have a rocker knife, which is really good for one-handed cutting. Um, we have an adaptive cutting board, uh, which has like something to hold the veggies. Um, you can get ones that have knives attached to them as well, which makes it a bit easier to cut with one hand. And then an automatic jar opener. Okay, slide. Okay, and this is supposed to say and eating. Um, so <laughs> it's a little bit cut off. So really, I just have a few pictures here because, again, there's lots of adaptive tools to help with eating. Um, they make lots of adaptive plates, so you can get plates that have suction cups on the bottom. You can get ones that have a lip on them so it's easier to scoop your food up. You can get ones that are brightly colored in different colors for people that have um, issues with their vision as well. With cutlery, you can get cutlery with bigger handles. Um, you can get cutlery that's weighted if you have a tremor to make it easier to use. And again, you can use that universal cuff we saw with the toothbrush in the earlier slide if you're having a hard time gripping utensils as well. Um, cups with, with handles on them can make them easier to use. Uh, and if you do have a tremor, sometimes a straw is helpful as well. The tubing you see in the top right corner there is something that can be really helpful. You can get it at a lot of home stores or online. It's just tubing that you can get and you can cut it and you can use it with different utensils. So if you have poor grip strength or a hard time gripping things like a pencil, toothbrush, fork, knife, it just adds to the size of the, the handle on that device, so it's easier to close your hand around and use it. And again, it's great because you can take it off different, different utensils and put it on other utensils. Um, and it's relatively affordable as well. We'll go to the next slide. Okay, a lot of people like to garden. Show of hands, who likes to garden here? All right, I hate to garden, so if you want to come to my place and do my gardening this spring, you are welcome. <laughs> I will provide the adaptive aids. <laughs> um, yeah, so like a lot of people like to garden, but it can be tricky. There's a lot of bending, stooping, things can be heavy to lift. So it can be, it can get challenging. Um, I didn't say as we age, but I find it challenging myself. So <laughs> um, it, it, it can, there's lots of adaptive things that you can do to make it a bit easier. So if you are, once again, planning on aging in your home and you do love to garden, but you're finding it a little bit more difficult now, consider raised gardens. So this is just an example of what raised gardens can look like with this lady on the left. I had a client that took all of her, all of her gardens, so she had her whole backyard, um, her whole backyard was gardens around the perimeter, and she just raised all the beds. So they were still in the exact same spot, but she just raised it so it was a little bit higher so she could care to her plants a little bit better. Um, the image in the middle is just that gardening bench, which I'm sure some of you have seen before. Um, it's really cool because you can either kneel on it and then it has the handles on the side, or you can flip it over and you can sit on it. And those can be bought at most stores like Canadian Tire. 
And then uh, the lady or the woman on the right just has uh, a long-handled weeder, so she doesn't have to bend over. And then just in the, the top right corner there um, is an example of an adaptive um, gardening tool. So this one's just, the handle's a bit different, so it's a lot more ergonomic to use. And it can be better for someone, for example, that has arthritis in their, in their hand. Uh, but there's lots of different variations of adaptive gardening tools. So I'll just wrap up pretty quick. So we'll go to the next slide. Uh, so just a word about cognition. Um, didn't really talk much about it today because that could be a whole, a whole nother presentation. But essentially as we age, like it's, it's normal for, as our bodies decline, our brains to decline as well. In fact, peak thinking abilities tend to happen around the age of 30 very slowly and subtly decline as we age. So I've just put a few suggestions here to consider. Uh, just taking good care of yourself can help slow down cognitive decline. So staying active, staying social is really important as well. Getting adequate sleep, maintaining a healthy diet, and maybe speaking to your doctor and nutritionist about that as you age. Reducing stress, uh, stress in your life um, can all help to take care of your brain health. Another really important factor is keeping your brain active. So um, a lot of people think of things like doing a crossword puzzle or a Sudoku, but that also includes, like as I said, being socially connected with others, joining a social group. Things like learning something new, like a new language or an instrument. Just trying to look at ways to challenge your brain will help slow down aging and be a protective factor for your brain health. Um, some, some just basic things to consider if you are finding your memory is not as good as it used to be, using calendars, alarm reminders, weekly planners, household whiteboards or chalkboards. Um, uh, for medication management, things like using a blister pack, which you can get from the pharmacy, or just using the little pill boxes. Um, and if, if you um, or someone you love you're noticing is having difficulty with their memory or maybe you're just noticing some personality changes, uh, it's definitely worth speaking to your family doctor or even connecting with the Alzheimer's Society for more support. Slide. Okay. Um, so I've just, I've, I've thrown a lot of information at you today and I want you to know where you can get more support if needed. So I listed the home and community care support services. Many of you may know them as the LIN or the CCAC. They, they keep changing their name. I can't keep track of it. But anyways, they can connect you with OT services and they can connect you with other in-home services as well. I've provided their number there. Uh, maybe Andy can share it with you if any of you guys want that information after. Um, if any of you have extended health coverage um, through your current employer or past employer, uh, sometimes there's coverage for an occupational therapy assessment, physio assessment, or coverage for some of the equipment we talked about today. Uh, if you're looking for a private assessment, I've added my company Functionability, but there's, there's tons of other companies such as CBI and LifeMark in the area, uh, which can connect you with a, an occupational therapist that can complete an assessment in your home. Slide. And then uh, just where to find equipment. So there's lots of great vendors in the Hamilton area. Uh, the back shop is great. I use them probably the most frequently. Um, but there's also Motion, who's good. Hauser's, Wellwise by Shoppers Drug Mart. Um, as I mentioned, you can look online or on Amazon. You can find most things there. Um, the one thing I would caution is just make sure you're reviewing reviews. Um, to make sure that the, the product is saying what it says it will do and it is helping people um, who are experiencing similar challenges as you. And then last is just secondhand from places like Kijiji market, or Marketplace, but just being mindful that the equipment is in working order and that it's hygienic for use. Uh, you might not want to get, for example, a raised toilet seat secondhand. Um, yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to me. Thank you, Jen. Blabber on about home safety. <laughs> and then um, I know Andy said that many of you have to rush out, but does anyone have any questions or I can answer questions? I after? have a question. Yeah. Can you design better and more comfortable chairs for us? Good. <laughs> yes. 
Just going back to the bathtub where you change it, the one there that you sit in it, it's got a, a door on it and you can yeah. sit in it. How do you get in there uh, after you've got water in it? Or how do you get out when there's water in it? So you'd have to drain it. So you're correct. If you had it full and you needed to get out of the shower, you would have to drain it first. Which means you're sitting wet and cold. Well, you'd have the towel near it. So you could have the towel hanging next to it. Yeah, but you're still sitting. If you're sitting, it's a downside to me. Yeah, yeah, totally. Everything I recommended today has obviously lots of good sides, but there are downsides to any adaptive aid yeah. that's in the home, for sure. Okay, thanks, Jen. I think, any other questions? We like to wrap her up around noon, and I think we're just a minute or two Wait, later. Thanks very much. Um, yeah. Now you can get lost. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs>